Hi, I'm Jonathan Mann. I'm Matt Condon. And this is Digitally Rare, a show about digitally owned things and what that means now and in the future. I am coming to you from Connecticut, my parents' guest bedroom. I am in bed, and it is 5.57 a.m. Very good. Very good. And Matt Matt Condon, where are you coming to us from? Um, probably the exact opposite end of the world, um, and also time. It is nighttime here, almost 8 p.m., I think. Um, and I'm in Japan in a hospital in a phone booth. Uh, <laughs> And I have uh, bootstrapped this this nice, cute green phone booth into a podcasting room. Um, <laughs> this is a this is a setup. Let me tell you. How long have you been in Japan, and how long have you been in the hospital? Yeah, well, I showed up. I was planning to be here for two weeks. Um, was here for about a week. Went to Halloween. Had a great time. And then the day afterwards, um, they do this meetup here called the Dodgeball Friends or something or other, where you just go play dodgeball at a local gym. And so I had been there before, so none of this was new to me, but I remembered that you had to bring uh, indoor shoes because the dodgeball was in this uh, elementary school gym and they switch schools all the time. And so you have to bring indoor shoes because it's, uh, it's a Japanese school. And so I, I had bought some shoes, some new shoes, uh, while I was in Kyoto, and I said, "Okay, these are these are clean. I'm gonna wear these," and obviously that was the wrong decision because <laughs> um, those shoes had a rather high um, not heel, but the the sole was a little thicker than I was used to, oh, no. and it was certainly the wrong thing to be playing dodgeball in. Um, and I didn't think I'd get that that serious, but then it got serious, and yeah, broke broke the ankle. Oh, it was. My- it's not a fun time, but I've got some great pictures of, of me being loaded into a, an ambulance, <laughs> which barely fit me, and, <laughs> and couriered all the way to the nearest hospital, which was actually not that far. It was only about a minute or two. And so now, you, now you've been in Japan. That was November 1st, um, and you've been yeah, in there. Yeah, for three weeks now, I guess. Three weeks, yeah. and or, you've got like well, another few weeks. Yeah. They want me to hang out for a bit. Um and get uh, checkups and basically make sure I don't have any uh, infections going on because mm-hmm. that's something they're pretty terrified about. And I'm obviously kind of terrified about that as well. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's looking good. I'm, my foot is back in its original position. <laughs> um, and that, I think, is the, the miracle here because uh, it did not look like it was going to go back. Um, yeah. I think I had three uh, fractures on the x-ray that were very much not pretty but yeah no it's back in one piece i can move it around i still feel my toes which is lucky they said not really lucky but they said there were there was a chance actually this is hilarious um you know how when you you're about to go under and and do an operation they give you this sort of informed consent thing right um where they're like hey this is all the things that could possibly go wrong sure um the part of the thing that was funny for me was so I had a friend who is just the best person in the world showing who speaks Japanese because he's uh, half Japanese and was helping me translate all of these things and just kind of being my guide for the serious parts of this journey. And so he was handling most of the translation for this. Um, and this is a bunch of medical words. It's like, you know, there's a X percent chance of this happening or like X percent chance of so and so. 
And so he's like translating this and all of this is, he's listening. And I'm just kind of sitting there because they're like having a fast conversation I can't follow. And I'm just like listening for words that I understand. I'm just kind of like being there. And there's this thing, the, the, the onomatopoeias in Japanese are pretty frequent. And to me, they're kind of hilarious. It's a, it's a repetitional sound or something generally where it's like goro goro or like baban or like stuff like that, where it's just a, it's a sound. And so every once in a while, the, the doctor would just drop one of those, one of those words in between this like co- very serious conversation about all the bad things that would happen to my foot. <laughs> and that was probably one of the most surreal experiences. Did you, did you get a sense of like what he was even saying? Yeah, I mean, I could follow stuff like X percent this and X percent that, but it's... It, but I mean, honestly, the onomatopoeia stuff, like, like... Oh, occasionally, yeah, he would, uh, like, I knew, um, I forgot the exact onomatopoeia he used, but the one for, like, wobbling or, like, uh, something flopping around, um, I knew what that meant because it was related to my foot, and he was like, oh, there might be times where your foot will just flop around. I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> Good to know. Good to Good know. Good to know. Let me plan that into my schedule. <laughs> Flopping time. So, so you've just been in this Japanese hospital for like three weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, what two weeks, ex- maybe two and a half now. I'm getting I out tomorrow. Say, like, what an experience. Yeah. It's yeah, it's a good experience. <laughs> I mean, it's just you know, it's a story. <laughs> it is. Oh. Have you? Is this the first time? Have you ever been hospitalized before? Um, no, I'm actually, I, I don't know if it's pure dumb luck or what, but I've yeah. basically nothing bad has happened to me medical wise and kind of my strategy for the last so few years is just don't get hurt. Right. Um, which obviously <laughs> hasn't worked out super well at this point, no. but I mean, it's been great for my, uh, well, parts of my Japanese like vocabulary and yeah. Um, like met some cool people and I actually posted on Reddit one time and it was like uh, in a meetup thread and I was like yo I'm in the hospital come visit me and some people come came and hang out so came and hung out so we got dinner it was a great time yeah very much related to uh, <laughs> to digital scarcity um, that I was, I was brainstorming with a friend um, we were saying we should make an NFT for each of my toes oh. and uh if I can feel them, we can auction them off. <laughs> That's perfect. That's you got you got all your authenticity right there. Right. That's the that's the new wave of uh, medical crowdfunding. <laughs> collect the entire foot. Yeah. Collect well the, every bone in your body. Really, you know. Right. Oh, you could go all the way down. Yeah. Exactly. You just do it. I wonder how much my like right tibia is worth. Well, there's that guy. Um, that famous artist, um, Abash, 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 yeah. yeah. But you know, you could make you could make like each of your bones into an NFT, and then mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm. break it, I don't know, it's like something ooh, yeah. If I break it, you gotta burn it. That's good. You have to burn it or something. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's yeah. like proof of bone breaking. I'll like send you an X-ray, and that's like what it's redeemed for. <laughs> <laughs> what so happens funny. if you collect all of the all of the bones? Um, yeah, right. You, yeah, yeah exactly. Exodia, the forbidden one style. Right. <laughs> um, so we had kind of opposite Halloweens, um, because <laughs> while you were, um, in Japan, uh, breaking your 
uh, ankle. Yeah. Playing dodgeball. Right. I was unbelievably, and in no small part, actually, thanks to you. This is, you know, this is the truth. You brought me out to the to the summit in 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 SF, the NFT summit, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, where I met Aya Miyaguchi, who's the head of the Ethereum Foundation, and she brought me. We talked about this a little bit, I think, last time. She brought, but it was before it happened. Um, she brought me to Prague, and I found myself on stage with like. Aya and with Vitalik and a bunch of other Ethereum people and I I had this Biddle song that I made and I actually got Vitalik to participate <laughs> yes in in the performance of the song <laughs> which was incredible yeah so you know like the day before I was like bringing it to him so I met him you know it's the first time I've met met him um super sweet you know and and um i was like telling him about my idea and he was very non-committal he was very like oh, i don't know maybe we'll see like like i was like yeah i'm just gonna like list all the things that didn't go right with ethereum and then you're just gonna say well that didn't work that didn't work that was my idea and he was like oh, okay maybe yeah and so then so then it's the morning of the thing and i'm emceeing the whole beginning of this event so i'm like Wow. bringing people out on stage and I'm like doing stuff. Then I'm backstage, you know, Vitalik comes maybe like a half an hour before it's time for, for everyone to go on. And I'm like, I'm like, can we do this? Like, and I, I have the song written. He's like, yeah, yeah, let's do it. And so I go over it a few times with him uh, and it worked. And, and I like, you know, so personally, I really, I really love it. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I just like, I don't know. I just think it was really great. It's been a long road to get here, looking for scalability. There's a graveyard of ideas, cops and robbers analogies. Right, Vitalik? Right. Consensus by bet. That didn't work. Hub and spoke chains. That didn't work. Proof of proof of work. That didn't work. Hypercube chains. That also didn't work. That also didn't work. <laughs> Vitalik, everybody. That's fantastic. That's such a situation. It's one of those things that is just so specific and magical. Right? Yeah. <laughs> um, now, there was some very interesting um, pushback really? online. Yeah. Okay. Because um, I, I kind of checked I, out for the last like month or so. Yeah, yeah. So wait, let me see if I can find it. Vitalik... Um, song for here we go here we go four lessons from the super awkward devcon sing-along featuring vitalik buterin oh no <laughs> <laughs> okay so no here's a here's a quote direct quote okay so nobody was physically harmed in this catastrophe <laughs> But a room full of developers being goaded into awkward ukulele-led sing-along about the Serenity proof-of-stake upgrade to Ethereum could certainly be regarded as a form of torture for both the participants and viewers. None of us will ever be able to cleanse our minds of the horror as the MC again and again tries to get an indifferent crowd to sing along about biddling and ICOs, nor the anxiety of hearing Vitalik's voice waver into the void. <laughs> Oh my god. What a quote. <laughs> but the, the so this is actually so 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 this comes from break, breakermag.com. 
Got it. This is, and so Breaker Mag is a is a crypto themed magazine, online magazine. Um, pretty good. It, you know, it's it's very thoughtful. Um, cool. I like their not, name. This this thing not notwithstanding. Um, right. Obviously. But but even gross journalistic mistake there. But <laughs> but even this thing, I'll say, um, it as he goes along, it kind of ends with this idea. Um, the 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 thing that he's talking about is that I was as 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 I always do, as you sort of witnessed at the NFT summit, like part mm-hmm. of my shtick is to try to get everybody to sing along, right? Like right. that's part of the whole thing. Um, and I will say, I wasn't quite sure what to expect with a room full of three thousand, um, you wow. know, Ethereum developers. Yeah. But they were among the most difficult. <laughs> <laughs> they were they really were among the most difficult to get to right. get to sing um I, i'll say that one of them mm. like they, they're up there with like english bankers like i've I've done this for like, in, for like english bankers and like they're up you know they're, maybe the two most difficult are english bankers and ethereum developers wow. apparently so i guess there are some similarities apparently <laughs> bankers and bankers and ethereum biddlers and, and yeah crypto yeah goodness that's funny i mean you did this at the beginning though to be fair like that's something that i think worked really well at the summit was doing this at the end everyone is like they've they've gone through this shared experience and then you have the song about it exactly that that worked really well that's that's definitely the thing is that and and i did do the song i did sort of a modified version of the song at the end of the whole thing, uh-huh. and and it was much easier to get them to sing, yep. but but what this article points out, and th- this article ends up actually being kind of sweet because even by the end of that initial performance, I did get every you know everyone start really did start to get on board with mm-hmm. singing, mm-hmm. and this is the quote that ends this this piece, and it's really interesting in terms of the trajectory of people being sort of what is this and then ending up singing he he, right. he here's a quote from the from the thing that he ends his piece with he says you know what that sounds like to me bitcoin and blockchain's progress from 2000 to 2018 it turns out maybe the sneaky devcon organizers were onto something after all just like a blockchain the sing along without everyone joining in is sad even awful thing but once the crowd shows up it's something greater than any any one of us could create alone that's really nice isn't that nice so it sort of starts that's great out, yeah sort of, sort of starts out in this really dark place and then right sort of... <laughs> well that was a good headline to get you in exactly and, uh, and then you hit him with the well look ethereum's got the ukulele guy <laughs> exactly you saw my tweet some yes there, yeah. yes somebody said uh you know i'm pretty sure ripple had snoop dog at their event I'm like, right i'm like well yeah it pretty much says it all doesn't it so. <laughs> ethereum's got the ukulele and hey i mean that's that's pretty uh, characteristic pretty characteristic yeah um, i'm so into it so devcon um DevCon yeah was, how was that it was great it was really great i mean you know so i've mostly spent my time in the ethereum space in the nft space in like so, the sort of more artsy side of things so this was like my first foray into this. And I'll say, you know, I mean, granted, I was on stage with Vitalik, so I'm, I think like some of his shine might have like, you know, worn off on me or whatever. But like, I was just really um, taken by how similarly it felt to the, like the smaller <laughs> NFT community where, and everyone's just so excited and, and mostly nice, you know, it was just a very, very 
warm, kind group of people I found. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and that's, and so that was, the, that was sort of my main thing. I mean, I got to see Corey Doctorow speak, who's a, one of the editors of Boing Boing and a really great, um, fighter for, 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 um, a free internet. Um, I got to see Stuart Brand of Whole Earth Catalog and sort of early internet pioneer guy speak. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, mostly though, it was just about like hanging out with, with folks and meeting new yeah. folks. I found out the Open Sea guys are a fan of, of the pod, so shout out to the Open Sea guys. Hey, yeah, shout to out. Meet them. Um, hung out a bunch with the Super Rare guys. Um, you know, they. You know, and that was sort of the upshot of the of the performance was that we mm-hmm. tokenized that song the day yes. after we tokenized the Vitalik Biddle song B U I D L, and um, and then we had an auction going for like the whole time that we were at DevCon. There was like there was like one or two bids and one or two bids, and then like right towards the end, I guess of course is how it always would be, is like right. there was like a bidding war that happened and people yes. were like bidding and bidding and bidding. And I ended up selling that song for like two point two ETH, which is like Goodness. Which is amazing. Yeah. Um and so that was like the very first very first tokenized song a day song, which was like I felt really good about. That's awesome. That's a great like uh not premonition, but perhaps sign of of things to come. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah. I hope so. I mean, I sort of figure, you know, DevCon, Vitalik, like, right. like the it's whole thing. It's got a lot of memory gonna... packed into it. Exactly. That, that it has, thing. it has, you know, um, exactly. It has a lot of what we always talk about, right? Yeah. So, so, have you, what have you been up to mostly while you're there? I mean, I mean, obviously <laughs> you've been, you've been laying in bed. You've been yep, doing some, doing some work. I guess. Well, it's honestly hard to do a lot of work like that. You yeah. without the the lifestyle, like yeah. the, the kind of balanced lifestyle of, you know, going outside basically. Right. Um, like walking around, doing like exercise and just the whole the whole nine yards of of the the human condition like yeah. without that yeah it was really hard to get motivation to do yeah anything. and focus i imagine it's yeah to stay focused yeah yeah they play the same goddamn <laughs> sound <laughs> like almost like every like t- 10 times an hour oh it's, my god it's oh my god i will have nightmares about this like doodaloo oh. that I don't, I don't know what it's supposed to be signaling but it signals a lot do uh, things happen uh, around you when that when that doodle goes off? No, yeah, no. It's just from the nurses station I in see. the middle of the building. But yeah, no. I mean, it's. Um, I definitely got a lot of work done, um, and Dot is progressing pretty well. But that's great. Not nearly as much as I'd hope, right? And yeah, so of course. I'm hoping but, that as I get out um, tomorrow, it'll like I'll kind of rediscover that like. Oh yeah, it turns out this is fun, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, we should plug. I guess we should plug right, like right here that if anyone in San Francisco, if anyone listening to this in San Francisco needs a place to stay in the Mission, yeah. you're putting your your um, studio apartment up for rent for yep. the next month or so. Yeah. Yep, yep, yeah. Because I've got to stay in Tokyo for a bit while the uh, well, basically I learn how to walk again. Oh my god. Um, 
And so, yeah, there's a mission, an empty mission studio apartment. <laughs> just sitting there. Um, just sitting there. Uh, I will rent it at cost. Hit me up on DM, DM me on Twitter or something and, and I'll send you some pictures. It's unfortunate the timing of, of like right. of what the air quality is like. People are trying probably to leave San Francisco. <laughs> right. And I'm trying to rent a, an apartment there. Yeah. In terms of silver linings, I'm not, I'm not in the thick of the smoke. And so right. that's. Yeah, that's one thing I don't have to worry about. It's been that's been the scariest, craziest thing to watch. It's just been like the yeah, really the, surreal, really like, you know, the shit coming home to roost. You know, like an right. entire town destroyed. Right. You know, refugees sitting in a in a um, Walmart parking lot. You know, just like yeah. insane. So yeah. you know, it could be worse. It certainly be worse <laughs> you know uh that is true yes you sort of take your blessings where you can where wherever you can find them yeah and especially now thanksgiving it's good it's good to be thankful for like oh that's true it is thanksgiving yeah, where am gonna, i gonna get a turkey here what are you gonna do i'll probably just eat some pizza or something perfect yeah eat some try to find some like american pizza right american i mean literally pizza. anything american i would settle for actually i guarantee you there's there's some restaurant or some some yeah there uh, must department. be some some like yeah. expat situation where oh that's are... totally true i bet you there's a big friendsgiving out here yeah i bet you all right i'm gonna go find that yeah um <laughs> hopefully they accept crutches so um so the other the other big thing that that's happened uh while you've been away sir mm-hmm. is um <laughs> is that uh so so william shatner <laughs> <laughs> all right continue <laughs> William Shatner, it turns out, is 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 an Ethereum booster. He, you know, I I don't I don't I'm there's a lot of conjecture here. Like like he's from Toronto. Vitalik's from Toronto. I think uh, maybe to a to a certain extent he's there's a, a huge Toronto mafia. Yeah, or I like can he, feel it. Or maybe yeah, no, he sees or, that. Yeah, maybe what it is is like he's a Toronto booster, and so right. when he sees a a, a Toronto. Toronoite making good in the world, mm-hmm. he you know makes it. He makes a point of like of you know learning showcasing about that. it and showcasing yeah. it. So, so um, it started with a tweet on November seventh, where William Shatner just tweets at Vitalik with a thumbs up, <laughs> just a thumbs up, just a simple, just just it seems apropos of nothing. Like that's right. the, that's that's the beginning of the thread. Just, yeah, Vitalik Buterin. Thumbs up, amazing. Okay? And so, and then some, and then a Bitcoin maximalist um, comes <laughs> Wait, along. Wait, I think I know who, exactly who this is. Please continue. Yeah, pre pre mine apologist. Yes, pre mine apologist. Yes. Yeah, yeah. pre mine apologist jumps in and says he's a literal scammer. Um, and 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 William Shatner just comes along and says, "Hey, man, as a coder, go develop your own blockchain technology where you can be a thousand percent sure of decentralization." Which is something we talk about all the time, right? It's like, you know, decentralization, minimum vile decentralization, man. Right, right. That's um, so funny. Oh, my okay, God. And so, and so Premine and him have this back and forth and back and forth. And Premine is like, Vitalik is dangerous. Um, and then Maria, Paola, who, yeah. who, who you know and who I met at, at the NFT Summit, is like, oh, my God, Mr. Shatner, thank you so much. You're so cool. What's, what's going on? I'm glad you, you like Ethereum. And, and, and Mr. Shatner drops this tweet. He says, um, Mr. Premine, his viewpoints, 
Mr. Prima's viewpoints don't take into account the fact that the code has to be audited by an auditing firm and approved by consortium or it doesn't get accepted. He thinks it exists in a bubble. That's why we have ERC-20, ERC-721, ERC-1701, eh, eh, like with a little winky face. Right. Um, oh, my goodness. And then so this began this whole thing where um, Chelsea Palmer and Maria and yes. everybody were putting together this, this Shatner hodl welcome to... Welcome to the Ethereum community. Amazing. And he stumbled upon the best the best people for that. That's oh, awesome. exactly, right? Right? Um, and so then so then um, the the folks over at ETH Bounties put out a bounty for me to make a song about <laughs> put out a, a bounty for me to make a song about Shatner Hoddle and like welcoming William Shatner. So I basically just took this Twitter exchange <laughs> I just took this Twitter exchange and songified it. I made it into a song. And, and then he retweeted it. I sent it to him and he retweeted yes. it and said and said that I have way too much time on my hands. <laughs> Little does he know this is your job. Yeah, exactly. I'm like, no, no, sir. This is, you don't understand. Yeah. Um, I am crying. I'm actually tearing up. This is amazing. And so now, so now I put out a bounty to get an illustration of this song which I have, and this is going to be the second song that I'm going to tokenize. Oh my goodness. This is just perfect. Again, yeah. the, the so specific and such a magical, like, just scenario. Like, right. We, we live in the best timeline. Yeah, exactly. It's, this wow. is, that's, that you, you actually just quoted, you actually just yeah. quoted Chelsea Palmer. Chelsea Palmer. Said, okay, I think I, I think I might have, yeah. Seen that one. She Subconsciously. Said that, this is the greatest timeline, and you, sir, are the greatest self-aware actor of our age. Goodness. That is so Chelsea fun. Palmer. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, so yeah, so that was, that was quite a strange detour wow. and what's experience. he kind of up to now is, is he just like it seems like he's more than vaguely aware of 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 what's going on in in mm-hmm. in, in ethereum land um you know there's a lot of talk about, there was a lot of like joking around like he should make his own coin and stuff but i right. think it's more just like it seems as though ticker symbol awaiting him yeah Shat. <laughs> <laughs> there it is <laughs> um well we could very easily imagine a world in which he's releasing some sort of custom yeah. nfts absolutely so speaking of that actually i did meet uh i forget his name but i met a dude at at defcon who is advising a company he, he was sort of vague on what his role was but he was advising a company uh their whole thing is that they're aiming for like a-list celebrities it's it's access nfts right so this is actually something that people kind of already do um on stuff like twitch and right um all the different sort of hashtag influencer style right. situations right yeah the, and, and there's even there yeah i think there's even apps for it specifically right. already but yeah the idea is like he used i don't know steven spielberg as, as an example like Steven Spielberg records like a five minute video for you or something 
mm-hmm. and and you access it by owning this like one of a kind Steven Spielberg NFT. Right. Um, For me, like that sort of stuff is very much applicable um, in the sense that like obviously you tokenized access, you truly own thing. Yeah. this like access to this thing. I think that's valuable philosophically. Right. right. Um, realistically, it's kind of hard to justify the sort of um, time expense of building a blockchain version of that. Right. When obviously the not blockchain version is perfectly successful on its own. And it is, and it already right. is, right? Yeah, that's true. And so eventually it'll be trivial to make, you know, this celebrity engagement thing, hashtag, you know, blockchain and uh, have true digital ownership of your, I guess your access to these celebrities um, and their content. But um, yeah, eventually that'll, you know, that'll just be easy enough and the benefits, uh, whether they be economic or philosophical, philosophical will outweigh the cost. But until then it's a, I mean, it's a cool idea, but yeah. Well, and I guess, and I guess also, you know, there has to be the ecosystem around it, right? Right. It's like, the ecosystem the, is the hardest part. Is yeah. the hardest part, and the ownership, the 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 thing that the thing, of course, that we can that the blockchain can offer is the true ownership of the asset itself, mm-hmm. and and that only really matters um, in that instance. I would say, you know, because um, just like that that talk that we saw at NFT Summit, you know, mm-hmm. there's three categories of what an F- NFT can be, Hmm. you know, in the utility realm, right? I would argue, it seems like what you're saying too, is like the utility NFTs very often right now, it's so much easier to sort of do that without, without blockchain, do, do the non-blockchain version of whatever you're trying to do. Um, but it'd be 10 times easier. It'd be 10 times easier. Um, but, but the utility side of things plus the ecosystem Mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. makes the NFT valuable outside of its utility Mm -hmm, and makes mm -hmm. it sort of status or whatever, or like, you know, that kind of thing. Right. I think is, that's compelling. No, absolutely. Yeah. And that definitely gives rise to a lot of um, value. This, uh, the fact that you own something without, like that isn't necessarily attached to one um, like app or ecosystem, exactly. that sort of thing that could be, just, you know, highly viable, like Kittyverse style. Right. Um, but really like, yeah, yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it's totally, totally a real thing. Yeah. And that's literally what you're working on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much is that, that sort of the environment in which these things can be valuable. Right. That's, yeah. that's the whole, that's the whole, that's the whole game. Right. Um, yeah, I had a lot of conversations about this kind of stuff at DevCon. Yeah. Um, you know, I found myself, you know, because not everyone there is an NFT person, you know, right. and, and, and in some cases people are sort of only sort of vaguely aware of of the NFT space. Oh, interesting. I, yeah, I ended up feeling like an really actually feeling like an expert because people would be asking me about things and I would just like go off, you know what I mean? Right. I'd just be like, blah, 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 hey, you, you are know? the expert. I don't, know, <laughs> I don't know where that humility is coming from. You are an expert. Well, yeah. But, yeah. I mean, I guess I never really feel that way because I'm right. always talking to you about or talking to people who already know. Right. And especially in the face of the kind of hardcore developers who show up to DevCon, like, yeah. They are experts in their own ways. Right. And, and so, they're and they're they're focused on different things. That's super awesome. I have a lot of a lot of FOMO for missing DevCon. Oh, it was really fun. Yeah. Meanwhile. <laughs> yeah. 
Meanwhile, I'm having my own DevCon, uh, me, myself, and my broken ankle in this dev. DevCon dev 1. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it was more like a DefCon 1 when I yeah, broke it. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, so the other thing that I want to talk about, and maybe, I don't know if you've, you've seen this, is, um, mm. is the feds going after, going after these ICOs. No, I haven't um, heard anything about that. So the SEC has officially charged two okay so is paragon and airfox these two huh. icos um who raised you know i think it was something like one of them raised 15 million and the other raised 12 million they've char- charged them with you know um selling securities without yeah. doing the stuff that you need to do to sell securities <laughs> or whatever right. they find them a bunch of money but i think the the more tru- troubling thing for the companies is that um like they have to give the money back um, and oh, that's interesting. They've agreed to pay back investors and will uh-huh, each pay uh-huh. a $250,000 fine. So the problem with that, of course, is that the, the, pr- the price of Ether right. has gone down so far. Right. That I just don't know even how you even do that. Yeah, how do you make uh, people write? Like, what's the basis? Like, you are know? you giving them... Yeah. So, so, um, oh, that's a fun accounting problem. So, so the real, though, like the real upshot of this and what I've been reading about online, basically, and, and I'll get, you know, and I think this actually applies to NFTs. So, so, mm-hmm. so that's sort of want to talk about it. But the real yeah. upshot of this is that the writing that came out of the SEC, um, right. sort of charging these people, it's basically boilerplate. Like, it's exactly the same for both companies. Oh, interesting. Um, and and it suggests, you know, that sort of suggests that like they may end up applying this to like many, right. many, 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 many more. They've ICOs. got a process now, and they're going to copy and paste that to all the bad boys. So, wow. It's well, it's important to note that they're not alleging fraud. There's uh-huh. nothing fraudulent. It's just that they didn't register it as a security. What's the distinction there? I think I think it's just like I think it's like fraud is you purposefully defrauded investors, right? You purposefully right. said one thing but like did an, but did another. Got it. So they're it, not they don't care about your intentions here. Exactly. They, exactly. Just saying, letter of the law, you didn't register. Letter this. of the law, you didn't follow the rules. Right. Which is important, right? Because there are some fraudsters, but there are also many ones that that right. had good intentions, sure. and they and they're not going to be safe. Right. That's interesting. So my whole thing is, you know, the NFT space is so small. Could this ever, I mean, aside from the clear effects that it's going to have on, like, the immediate price of Ether, which I guess I'm not as concerned with, but, like, in the long term, could this ever affect the, you know, NFTs? I mean, honestly, totally, yeah. I mean, actually, I think Danny mentioned this last uh, episode, but... The fact that NFTs are a new sort of asset class in the same right. sense that like crypto was a new asset class, it just doesn't have existing patterns around it. Right. Um, it means we're kind of possibly getting away with a lot of uh, shit like securities. Right. Um, and there's certainly nothing against issuing non-fungible securities. Like you can totally represent a security or you know percent ownership of something as an NFT, like there's nothing stopping you. It's just a data model. But if it doesn't fit the existing metrics, you can, you know, there's that whole gray area. But honestly, like I'd expect that the very obvious things, like if someone actually just issues like percent shares in a company, 
via an NFT and it is an unregistered security. Like it might take some time, but that, that certainly feels very reasonable uh, yeah. to then get with this existing precedent that we've got here. Not that I know what I'm talking about. Or anything. Yeah, 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 no, I mean, and this is sort of outside of both of our realms of expertise. I'm sort of wondering about like, you know, about art. Like, I don't think you have to right. register <clears throat> art as a security. Even though they sort of are used as like, not securities, but stores of value. Stores That's, of value. Yeah, it's not a security. I mean, no, no. Yeah, it's a store yeah. of value, right? And right. Uh, I mean that's that's how I view. I mean, if, if in the in the sort of speculation side of the NFT thing, that's how I see it. Is like right. it's a it's an investment. It's like a store of value. Someone someone at one point like advised me not to describe, not ever to describe it that way, right? Just like because maybe they're listening and they could, <laughs> you know. Yes. Hello, SEC, one of the 28 now <laughs> yeah, people yeah, that yeah. listen to the podcast. Exactly. No, I think we're actually up. We got a lot of comments on Twitter that were like, oh, you only have 27 listeners. Well, I'm yeah. one of them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think I think we, I, I'm, I'm being facetious when I say that because, right. you know, I actually, it's actually quite difficult to figure out how many listen. This is very navel gazy. I, right. you know, but looking across tune. No, totally. And then across a lot of different channels. A lot of different channels. It's hard to. And RSS feeds are like poll based, so you don't get you know you don't get um, ping back metrics. It's exactly. All, it's all fractured. And actually, how does anyone produce podcasts with this sort of metrics? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, it's That's it's very tricky. Hard. Metrics are tricky in podcasts for sure. That's really interesting, though the the sort of like the boilerplate that they've got set yeah, up. Yeah, it's, it's and so is that the is that the expectation then that they're gonna start showing up to a lot of different ICOs? Because I haven't heard of those two, but yep, that's I mean from what I've just you know ju- I think it's I, it's speculation at this point, and but, right. but but I've seen a lot of speculation. We do love our speculation. We do, yeah. <laughs> On Twitter, people just suggesting that that could be that right. could very easily be sort of the next step. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, the like the question of paying everyone back is a very good one. How do you how do you expect they do that? They they could just send ether to the addresses that had um, or originally like invested, quote unquote. If if I'm gonna guess, I I almost think that they would have to pay back the the USD amount. Right. The USD amount that the person put in. So That's it's what interesting. It's that that would be my guess because. From the government's perspective, mm, that's yeah. really what. Right, they don't care about the intermediate. They don't care about yeah. yeah. They they care about what what are people out you know. Yeah, what are these uh, non institutional investors losing out on because of this unregistered security? Exactly. Like, yeah, how much were they, are they and what are the damages? That's so interesting. I bet that's a very stressful thing. Oh my gosh. ICO people. I mean, at, obviously, but at the same time, I would argue that many people saw this coming right mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. that and that um the sort of fur the sort of ico fervor um was very sort of ill-advised and and i don't right. think and i don't think anyone i don't think anyone disagrees with you yeah that. exactly exactly you know so so <laughs> i do feel you know I, do, I i have a certain amount of sympathy but at the same time i'm like it just you know at the same time right. companies like tune who were going to do an ICO and then we're like, you know what? We built a product. People are using it. It's, 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 uh, you know, it's underway. Like, 
let's not do an I you know, what if we didn't yeah. do an ICO? And I and I, mean, I think I like bet they're really happy with their decision right now. I think it's just another it's just another example of these things where it's like don't get caught up in that kind of hype cycle, you know? Right, it's like right. just biddle, right? <laughs> there it is. Yeah. I mean for NFT related things, um, I expect a lot of precedents will come from the closest thing we have already mm-hmm. to these truly owned digital things. Right. And that is primarily video game items. Sure. Um, and all of the existing regulation around uh, video gaming. Is there regulation around that? Oh, absolutely. Oh, interesting. 100%. 100%. Oh, I didn't, I didn't even know this. I, so I you, picked if... up a book recently called The Video Game Law Book. Okay. And it has just been eye-opening. Um, cool. Yeah, it's like not designed to be read cover to cover, but I did okay. it anyway. And it's like, I mean, it's not, it's not very dry at all. I mean, well, it's it's dry, but it's it's a very uh, readable sort of you know knowledge dump. And goodness, yeah, there's a ton of there's a ton of existing precedent. It's a very gray area in video games, which right. obviously makes me think it's going to be even grayer when it comes to sure, crypto. Sure. Um, but Can yeah, you give me like some gambling. examples of like where right. the so especially for games the big question is is your little digital gold currency um is that a currency in the sense that it has to deal with kyc aml or like has to deal with all these different things right and so there's a ton of factors that go into this very arbitrary categorization of like oops you just invented a a currency and now you have a lot of problems on your hand right right um and so part of that is like, do you have an in-game exchange mechanism? Can people trade between another? Mm-hmm. Like, um, if they can do that, are they allowed to do that on third-party sites? Um, if wow. not, are you making an effort to like go take down these unregistered third-party exchanges? Wow. Like, there there's so many things. Very and if you like happen to name your digital dollar like the digital dollar, like oh, yeah. that's even worse for you. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so it just it goes it goes super in depth, and so they're like, pretty much everyone's stepping on, uh, you know, on their tippy toes, like trying to make sure they don't accidentally piss off the government. Wow. Um, huh. And this is obviously super jurisdictional. All the states have different laws, especially related to gambling. It's it's kind of a, a minefield, honestly. And yeah. I, don't, I don't like reading that book made me very stressed out for all of these crypto projects that are coming up with you know like any any game that has a fungible medium of exchange token in their ecosystem it's very obviously the exact same corollary um with the addendum that people actually own this which does not help your case right right and so it's it's it makes it worse it's an interesting scenario i would definitely recommend that book to literally anyone in the nft space specifically um it's really good and it's written by the foremost experts on it um yeah but yeah there's a ton of there's a ton of precedent and so I, I i like if i were if i were someone who was tasked with kind of drawing up expectations and whatnot yeah for this non-fungible like just digital thing ecosystem yeah uh, from a regulatory perspective i would 100 percent be taking some cues from the existing like video game based or right. not video game but gaming regis- yeah. legislation no that makes sense yeah. You know, but I wonder about the difference between, you know, game assets and game assets within NFTs, but then also, you know, let's take like CryptoPunks, for example, right. right? Like, like, where do they, where does that fit in? I mean, that's, right. 
you know, there's 10,000 of them and, you know, there's probably a couple thousand people that own CryptoPunks. Mm-hmm. Um, Someone just went on a buying spree. Oh, they did? I missed yeah, that. Yeah, the CryptoPunk uh, Twitter bot. I, yeah, was, I, was, I just loaded up my thing. Like, there's like eight or ten recent purchases you from know, the same account. I feel like now is a good time. It's like super cheap. Right. So if you're going from US dollars, like, yeah. there are a ton of CryptoPunk... Um, auctions that obviously mm-hmm. aren't updated for the recent ETH price. Right. And so if you, you know, you do a little arbitrage, you can get in there. Yeah. Um, but, 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 you know, that's, that's right. something that I wonder about is like, yeah. it just, that doesn't feel the same to me as, as like an in-game currency right. or, no, even, or even as an in-game item, you know, it's just, right. it's, it's, it's a whole separate sort of thing. And I would, I would argue it's yeah, it's definitely closer to art, or even closer to just like a, a you know, obviously a trading card or something. So like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or other um, stamps or things that people collect. So it's like, right. where does that fit in? I mean, certainly, I don't think that. That's true. Stamps are a good corollary, right? Or like trading cards or that anything no longer like that. have an active game, or like baseball cards or something. Baseball like that. cards, yeah. yeah, or really right. anything, coins. You know, like yeah. I feel like that's closer for like for like the sort of the kind of NFTs that I'm focused on, you know, like the the one of one song thing, or if that's going to be the corollary there, I feel like in some ways, maybe that's safer. Right. No, Uh, totally. Because I don't think those things are regulated. No, yeah. I'm not familiar at all. That's something I should look into. Is there a, (laughs) is there a stamp law book or like a collectible card law book? There might actually. It's, Um, you know, it's 2018. Anything is possible. Um, speaking of books that you like, um, I met the Radical Markets guy. Oh, awesome. Um, e. Glenn Weil. Um, yeah. Glenn Weil. Um, very nice guy. I may, he, he sort of tapped me to possibly do like a Radical Markets anthem type. Yes. Type song. Very good. That's super cool. I love, I love how the, the song a day thing is just spreading and spreading through <laughs> this like very organic like oh this person saw it and they want you to do something here well you know it's like this is what i have to offer right this is this is what i can bring (laughs) and obviously that that non-fungible token should be continuously auctioned oh yeah uh via harbinger taxes etc yeah yeah, exactly (laughs) well let's wrap it up here do you have anything do you have anything that you want to uh from from your from your uh hospital phone booth anything you want to plug um what do i want to plug um not much honestly i mean if you're in tokyo hit me up Um, oh yeah yeah yeah. if you are hearing this i'm going to try to get this out real quick so if you are hearing our voices matt is still in tokyo yeah i will be here he'd love to see you and chat about nfts right or or anything and everything and we can go get some good food there's a lot of good food, um, as long as it's within crutching distance. There you go. Um, crutching distance. Crutching distance, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm kind of heads down on DOT for the next ever, um, and so nothing too much to plug right away. Oh, uh, rent my apartment, please. Oh, yeah, yeah. Rent, rent Matt's apartment. If you know someone that's looking for something, he's yes. looking for friends and friends of friends, so. Right, that sort of thing, because obviously all my stuff is there, so. I'm yeah. Gonna- let some uh, rando yeah. in, yeah. Right. Rando excitement. See this, yeah. yeah. Right. I would like to to plug something that I'm launching in January, which is uh, 
January. That's January with an M. January. So Love in it. the in the uh, in the spirit of of cool projects like Inktober, where people make a drawing uh, every month, every day in October, or NaNoWriMo, where you're trying to write a novel. Um, I am launching this year um, on the 10th anniversary of Song a Day, and I started Song a Day in January of 09, January, which is an invitation to any musician of any stripe to make a song a day in January this year and post it on the internet or don't, you know, share it, but you have to share it. That's part of the key. You have to make it, share it either on the internet or just with your friend. Um, and if you post it on the internet, use the hashtag January so that we know that you did it. And um, that's it. I have a website for it. It's January. That's with an M. <laughs> January dot one O N E. Very that's good. The website. Dot one for yeah. Jan- January. Got yeah. it. Very it? good. That yeah. is so good. Yeah. Isn't that good? Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty, really good. I was, I was like, I was like looking at them as like, you know, the, uh, January.com is like $3,000. Yeah. Um, and I was like asking my wife, I was like, oh man, look at these domains. What should I do? And she's like, you should do something really wacky. I'm like, okay. I'm like looking, I'm like, oh, one, one this is, is perfect. a domain. Yeah. January. Absolutely perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, such a good project. Yeah. I don't yeah. know. I, I have no idea what to expect if anyone will partake or whatever, but, um, I'm going to, I'm going to tweet it today for the first time. So we'll see if anyone, if anyone. Very awesome. I will put the word out to my musician, my musically. Yeah. I would you know, it's it, the thing about it is, is it's like, it's definitely not for everybody. Like making a thing a day is not for everybody. And it's I totally, hard. I totally, well, even, you know, people just have their own process, right? People have mm, their own that's way true. of doing things. But I do think from, from, from all my friends and people who have undertaken it over the years, who have like just tried it for a week or a month, like you get something out of it, even if you just, mm-hmm. you know, you it can it can sort of change your relationship to the way that you make things, which is really cool. So totally, yeah, yeah. Jam- I mean, honestly, that's the hardest thing about making things is just doing it over just and over doing and over it again all the time. Yeah, so yeah. I I respect that a lot. January dot one. January dot one. Very good. <laughs> Awesome. All right. Yep. That's it for us. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Song of Day Man. You can find Matt on Twitter at Matt G. Condon. Find us on iTunes. Search for Digitally Rare. Leave us a review. It really helps. I love the reviews we've got. Yep, yep. As soon as we get enough of those reviews, I'm still going to sing a song out of all yes. those reviews. So keep I've been telling people. Keep them coming. Um, yeah. And we'll uh, we'll see you next time. Ciao. Bye. Digitally Rare. Digitally Rare. Digitally Rare.